Welcome to Donnacloney Parish Podcast. If you want to know more information about the parish, how to support us, or for other social media, please go to www.donnacloneyparish.co.uk. Thank you. Today we're turning together to Psalm 122. It's the fourth in a little series of psalms that uh, I've been delivering over these uh, summer weeks. Uh, Thank you for joining us this morning and my prayer is that God would speak both into our individual lives, also into our corporate life as churches and indeed into the very life of our society in these days. So let us pray. Lord, may your word be our rule. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher and may the glory of the name of Jesus and being able to bear witness to that name our supreme concern. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The psalm, Psalm 122, it's often sung at the opening, uh, the reopening or the rededication of a church after major repairs or maybe the opening of a, of a new church building or on other such occasions. These past weeks during this period of lockdown due to the worldwide COVID-19 pandemic, our church churches have been closed, our church buildings that is, have been closed. And as I uh, speak these words today, uh, they're being pre-recorded. So it's, it's unlikely that by the time you're listening that there will be very much by way of the reopening of our building. Certainly you will still be watching this o- online. As we look back, though, over this period and as we revisit uh, what it's going to look like to reopen eventually our church buildings, there, there, there is around that a whole spectrum of emotions and feelings. There, there's the feeling, perhaps, of being overwhelmed as we try to figure out uh, church worship with social distancing. Possibly no singing. That's one that I particularly dread. Stringent hygiene. Uh, church gatherings without human contact. What does all of that look like? What does all of that feel like? We may be fearful indeed because this virus is still around and for many it will not be practical for them to return to our buildings uh, immediately because of health uh, reasons or, or, or other reasons. But perhaps too there are, and I hope that there will increasingly be, uh, and I know actually that there will be increasingly within us a, a sense of anticipation. Anticipating the, the joy of setting out to return to our church buildings, anticipating the joy of us being together again uh, with others added to us who have been listening to us online and who will be coming in to join us in times of worship, in times of listening to God's word 
in times of knowing and experiencing together the presence of God. Perhaps you were not a churchgoer before uh, lockdown and you've been joining in and listening to some church services online during this period and you're looking forward now to, to going to a church building somewhere and I want to say to you that you will be so, so welcome to join us in any of our churches across the Diocese of Down and Dromore. You can, you can check us out on the diocesan website, Diocese of Down and Dromore. I've been struck in a fresh way as I've looked at this psalm, Psalm 122, that the sort of anticipation, the sort of hope, the sort of expectancy that was the reality for those who were in that place and for whom this psalm was real uh, all of those centuries ago is not that dissimilar to where we find ourselves today. You see, for about 150 years, the wonderfully rebuilt temple, the rebuilt house of God in Jerusalem, had stood there, ready to receive its first worshippers for a whole 150 years, but empty because it wasn't yet safe to make the journey. But now... In Psalm 122, it's safe to return to the temple. You see, the walls of the city of Jerusalem have been rebuilt. The gates have now been put in place. It's about 445 years before Christ. The temple is ready. The doors are open. And the people begin to come. And here's the words we read. Verses 1 and 2. I was glad when they said to me, not surprising, after 150 years, we've had some weeks and months. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. There's that sense of awe. There's that sense of that something wonderful is happening. God is always, you see, a God of welcome. And while the church is sometimes good at doing welcome and sometimes we're not that great at it, God is always the God of welcome. And we as church are wanting to welcome people to gather people into God's saving, loving, welcoming embrace. Under the leadership of some very significant men of God, the walls around the city of Jerusalem had been rebuilt. And two names stand out in that regard. There's Nehemiah, whose heart had been so captured by God's love and by God's truth, that despite opposition, regardless of struggle, he uh, had led small family units and large people groups to rebuild the walls around the city of Jerusalem and to put in place the gates. Nehemiah 
was a man who had prayed and who had sought God. He was a man who had been obedient and he'd been courageous. He'd overcome opposition. He'd overcome difficulties. Uh, and he leads the people in small groups and in larger groups. And he gets the city ready for the people to return to the house of God. He gets the walls built and he gets the gates put in place. The other character is a man called Ezra. And he rediscovers the book of the law, our first five books of the Old Testament, God's word, God's truth. And having rediscovered this book, he reads it aloud and people listen for hours and hours and hours. They listen to the reading of God's word. A whole city, a whole nation listen to the reading of God's word and they realize how far away from God their lives had been. For a long time, they'd been living at an, a great distance from God. They realized how neglectful of God's laws and of God's ways they had been. How as families and as whole communities, they had not followed God. That they'd kidded themselves, quite truthfully, that they had been following God. But they recognize that they have not been keeping his laws. That they have not been walking in his ways. And they come to a place of deep and genuine and real repentance. Verses 2 to 5. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together. To which the tribes go up. The tribes of the Lord as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord their thrones for judgment were set the thrones of the house of David the return is not only a physical return of exiles a nation in exile in Babylon is returning to Jerusalem and to the city and to the temple a people separated from their city and from its sacred temple are returning to that physical place. But much, much, much more significant is the returning of a people to their God. A people coming home and being welcomed home by a loving God whose arms are outstretched to welcome and outstretched to save. The story of the prodigal son tells the story of homecoming where there's welcome and where there's love and where there's forgiveness and where there's acceptance and where there's joy and where there's celebration. It tells that story for us in, in the New Testament. The son comes home. His father had been deprived for a season of half his family. Are we living in days where God has been deprived of the love of so many? He comes home. There's music. There's dancing when this one comes home. God longs to welcome him home. That's the story of 
the prodigal son. That's what the story teaches us. That God longs to welcome us home. And that by giving his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross in our place, God has removed all barriers. Everything that there is between you and I as sinful people and a, and a holy God has been removed so that we can come home and we can know the loving, saving, welcoming, embrace the forgiveness and the acceptance of the Lord God himself. He stands with arms open wide to welcome us. We read in verse 20 of Luke 15, And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Verses 22 and 24 of the same chapter. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe, the best robe, and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Some perhaps even who are listening today. You've been living a, an independent sort of life. A, a, away from God. Not depending on God in any way. Not relying on his death on the cross for your forgiveness and for my forgiveness. Not depending on the cleansing and the washing that is ours when we receive him into our lives as our saviour and believe in him. Not depending on his word as a guide and as a rule for our lives. Not depending on his presence, his Holy Spirit, to lead us in all the daily choices that we make. So this morning, this evening, today, in these days, come home. Come to Christ. Give your life to him. And as you think all of this through, find a place, a, a physical place, a physical home, in a, in a local church, in a local parish church. And you'll find when you come home that it's party time. God throws a welcome home party. Such is his joy in us. And so deep is his love for us. Verses 32 and 10 and 7 of that same chapter, verse 32. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Verse 10, just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner, over one sinner who repents. Verse 7, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And in this psalm, Psalm 122, the result of this homecoming to the city, this homecoming to the temple, is the blessing of the city. 
the blessing of the whole city, indeed the blessing of a nation. Because as, as of old, the tribes now go up to the city of God. And it's a returning of the people to God himself. And as people return to God himself, the city where they live is blessed. The nation that is their nation is blessed. There's blessing for a city. There's blessing for a nation. When the people of God really come home to God. There's a work of God's spirit. There's a rediscovering. There's a new obedience to God's word that leads to the blessing of a whole nation. Exactly what we need in our nation in these days and in our communities. And in this particular moment, this significant window actually of opportunity for all of us is that we discover again that God is the God of welcome. That people would hear God's word proclaimed would hear the Bible read and the Bible being taught would experience the Holy Spirit moving in, in lives so that cities nations communities lands would be blessed blessed by God with a homecoming. In 1859, the year of the Ulster Revival, one rector in our diocese reported to the then bishop. He wrote this. Marlin, a small village near to Lurgan, the Reverend Henry Murphy, he reported the following. It affords me the most sincere pleasure to be able to say that the effect produced among us answers to the cause. There is a hungering and a thirsting after the word of God as is clearly evidenced by the full attendance on every means of grace. My church was built to accommodate 500. It is full every Sabbath morning. Yesterday there were 531. And the evening congregation averages 300. It used to be 40 or 50. I have two evening services during the week, one in the schoolhouse, which is always crowded, and the other in the church, which is attended by a steady congregation of between 300 and 400. Before this religious awakening about three years ago, I commenced an evening service in the village, but after some time I discontinued it because I could get no attendance. Now, had I a service every evening in the week, I could command a meeting. Besides all this, morality in every sense of the word is the order of the day. The change indeed is a mighty one. I'm standing, as this has been recorded in Drabor Cathedral, and in the same year, 1859, from this cathedral, these words came immediately after the service. A meeting for awakened persons was held in the vestry, which is just over there. United prayer meetings were initiated by the Dean of Dromore, Dr. Baggett, the five Episcopal clergy, and the three Presbyterian ministers, and the independent pastor. These meetings 
were crowded to excess. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. The key challenge in this psalm is that the return of the exiles in Babylon to Jerusalem and to its temple and to its worship leads to a city being blessed and to a nation being blessed. This psalm, Psalm 122, is a call to witness. It's a call to evangelism. It's a psalm that expresses pleasure and delight at being able to praise God and to pray God and to God. And that freedom is ours. Let's own it. Let's own it in every way we can. Verses 6 to 9. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. You see, as the psalm draws to a close, they do more than say prayers, they pray. And what we have in that day was God's presence being visited upon people's lives. Because they do more than sing songs, but they praise God in sincerity and in truth. God's presence is visited upon people's lives and the city of Jerusalem is blessed. The people of God in harmony with God and united in obedience to God's word, united in fellowship that's deep and sacrificial, that's real and godlike, such will bless by their witness a city, even a nation. Years Centuries later, Jesus would cry. He would pray over the city of Jerusalem. And he would, in effect, pray that his cross and that his death on the cross would not be in vain, but that he would be recognized as the Christ. That people would believe in him and have life in and through him. And his prayer for the city of Jerusalem mirrors his heart today for our cities, for our towns, for our villages, for our dioceses, for our communities, and for our families. That there would be a homecoming. That they would all come home. We read in verse 28 of Luke 19. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. Verse 41 and 42. When he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. Jesus came from heaven to earth. He went to a cross to establish his kingly rule in every nation, every city, every community, every tribe, every people. His weeping was a weeping for the city of Jerusalem and indeed for our salvation and for the salvation of our communities. We are to be those in our churches in these days who welcome people and who lead people to the cross where they can find peace 
peace with God. Dr. Billy Graham wrote a, a, a great book. It's entitled Peace with God. Peace in our hearts. Peace in our communities. Peace in our streets. Peace in our lives. Peace in our nation. Peace among the nations. Flows. Flows. When people come home. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, teach us, we pray, to desire a homecoming that is even more than a homecoming to buildings, precious as that is, but rather, Lord, a homecoming into the loving, saving, welcoming embrace of Jesus Christ, who welcomes us home who draws us to himself to pour out his spirit upon us, to pour his life-giving spirit into us so that we might live, so that we might be truly alive, so that communities and a nation might indeed be blessed. So come Holy Spirit. Come and do a deep work in your church for your glory. And we pray this in your name. The name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We pray that this service has been an encouragement to you, a challenge and a help to build you up in your faith in Christ. We've now ended our church service and we'd be delighted if you can join with us again. Thank you for being with us in Donna Cluny Parish. God bless you.